तिष्ठ जागृत प्राप्य वरान निबोदयत अराइज अवेक एंड स्टॉप नॉट टिल द गोल इज रीच्ड दीज वर्ड्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद इंस्टेंटली चार्जेस ईच सेल ऑफ द बॉडी कन्वर्टिंग अ कॉमन मैन इंटू अ डिवाइन मैन स्वामी विवेकानंदाज बर्थडे इज सेलिब्रेटेड एज द नेशनल यूथ डे एज डिक्लेयर्ड बाय द गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया वी द विवेकानंदा स्टडी सर्कल हैव बीन सेलिब्रेटिंग द नेशनल यूथ डे फॉर द पास्ट थ्री डेज बाय ऑर्गेनाइजिंग वेरियस इवेंट्स वीएससी आईटीएम इज अ यूथ फोरम डेडिकेटेड फॉर प्रमोटिंग इंडियन कल्चर एंड फिलोसफी टुडे वी आर ग्लैड टू हैव अ मिस्टर्स डॉक्टर एन वी सी स्वामी हु इज अ फॉर्मर डायरेक्टर ऑफ आई आई मद्रास करेंटली ही इज द डीन ऑफ एकेडमिक स्टडीज इन द विवेकानंदा योगा अनुसंधान केंद्र बेंगलोर he is a widely traveled person and a very inspiring teacher it is during his tenure as the director of iit madras that swami vivekananda's teachings were introduced in iit his friday lectures were very popular and well attended by students and members of faculty he is well versed in not only scientific subjects but on vedanta as well we are very fortunate to have him as part of our national youth day celebration and warmly welcome him on the occasion वेलकम सर from the mhrd that the parliament 
on the advice of the prime minister has declared 12th january as the national youth day and 12th january to 18th january as a national youth week it is mandatory on the part of all institutions to celebrate swami vivekananda's birthday in a befitting manner wonderful it made our hearts very glad for four years up to 1991 i used to receive invitations from all parts of the country to come and speak about swami vivekananda your own brother and sister from iit kanpur and iit kharagpur had invited me and there in iit kanpur i happened to run into a young btech student who happened to be the great grandson of master moshai who has written the gospel of sri ramakrishna a very thrilling experience for me then i went to rc calicut where a christian boy took objection about certain statements of swami vivekananda and i had to answer it to his satisfaction our own students used to invite people from all over the country including swami harshananda from bangalore dr hr nagendra who is our vice chancellor in our uh, yoga university for the national youth day and i had already become the director in 1989 and in 1992 we ran into a problem our students could not get anybody in that year so this is what is known as daiva niyamaka finally they came to me office and said sir we surrender to you don't go anywhere this time you give a talk on swami vivekananda so central lecture theater i gave a one hour talk on bharata parikrama of swami vivekananda and one of the members in the audience was veera raghavan you know him yeah humanities department remarkable person he 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 is a real role model for all of you some of the students met me later and said we are not satisfied with a one hour talk we want to know the whole life of swami vivekananda so i said okay let me float a non credit course you know it's typical iit jargon non credit non examination course so fine from july 1992 onwards started this series of lectures first set of lectures was in the life of swami vivekananda followed by karma yoga according to the gita followed by narada bhakti sutras and followed by several other topics until the students said we want to know something of sri ramakrishna so one semester long i spoke on the life of sri ramakrishna and january 1995 i gave a hint to all these people that this is my last year in iit i'll be retiring towards the end of the year they said before you leave give us a course of lectures again on the life of swami vivekananda that went on for two semesters and i went away to bangalore and after some time i got a message from some of the students who used to attend all the lectures to come to chennai to iit and help them set up the study circle i expressed my inability because by that time i had already joined prashant kutiram swami vivekananda yoga anusandhan samsthana and they were keeping me very busy later i was very happy to learn that sri ramakrishna math took the initiative as swami gautamananda mentioned this morning the work you started we are carrying on swami brahmeshanand ji maharaj contacted me and said that we have taken over the vsc we are organizing it now so you don't have to worry about it but still would it be possible for you to come for the inauguration function the inauguration function was also held in central lecture theater from that time i have been coming occasionally 
to this place and today i am here once again in our own old home as professor anant is very fond of uh, mentioning to us every now and then this is your home you can come back home anytime you want and this evening when we were going for a walk he got hold of me he said you have to come and stay with us for a few days because we want you to dictate into a tape recorder all your memories of the iit madras right from the 1st of november 1961 because somehow i have a reputation of having a good memory <laughs> i want to speak to you about it you know where i picked up that thing from swami vivekananda why why is swami vivekananda's birthday celebrated as a national youth day there are two reasons one reason is for the name itself swami ji had already declared that he will not be alive to see his 40th birthday he died or rather he went into mahasamadhi on the 4th of july 1902 he would have reached his 40th birthday on the 12th of january 1903 39 and 1/2 years which means he was still young even though physically he looked at old his brain was absolutely sharp this is one reason why should rajiv gandhi insist on swami vivekananda's birthday as a national youth day there is a story behind it not many people are aware except a few people in the ramkrishna order all of you must have heard of kamala nehru the wife of jawaharlal nehru one of the unhappiest women india has seen totally neglected by her father in law's family husband's family husband used to be in jail most of the time she had two sisters in law vijayalakshmi pandit krishna hati singh who was very condescending towards her had contempt for kamala because kamala was a very simple soul she was so so sad that she took shelter with the divine which happens to a large number of people she heard about a very famous person from kolkata called swami akhandananda ganges maharaj gangadhar maharaj so one day she went to kolkata and then took diksha from swami akhandananda just before her tuberculosis was diagnosed and before she was she was taken by her husband to switzerland for cure she escaped from anand bhavan and was to be found later in belur mata this story you find in the biography of indira gandhi called indira by kathleen stark she has given all this information about it indira gandhi never forgot that in the moments of dire distress of her mother belur mat came to her rescue that is why she always had a soft corner for the ramkrishna order not many of you are aware of what happened in nagaland when there was a severe attack by the christian missionaries very quietly surreptitiously she told vivekananda kendra to go there and establish a branch and later the ramkrishna mat established a branch rajan maharaj swami ramchandrananda was there for quite some time the same thing was remembered by rajiv gandhi rajiv gandhi knew in the family tradition that the family especially his mother and grandmother were close to ramkrishna order so the first thing he did after assuming office as prime minister was to declare swami ji's birthday we should be grateful to him in spite of all the other things about which we may not be happy at least this is one great service he has done to our country 
वाई शुड स्वामी विवेकानंदा बी कंसिडर्ड ए रोल मॉडल फॉर दी यूथ देर आर अम्थीन बुक्स विच हैव बीन रिटर्न अबाउट इट बट वॉट आई एम गोइंग टू प्रेजेंट बिफोर यू इज वॉट आई हैव पिकड अप वॉट आई हैव लर्न द रीजन वाई आई एम मेकिंग रिमार्क इज ए फॉलोइंग इट इज नॉट ओनली इन आई आई टी चेनाई मड्रास सॉरी आई आई टी मड्रास इन चेनाई दट आई स्पोक अबाउट द लाइफ ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद I spoke about it with the help of pictures and slides at the Institute of Science also. I have given the course of lectures there twice. And in Prashanti Kutiram, four times in a year, we run a program called the Yoga Instructor Course or Yoga Foundation Course. One of the compulsory subjects is a seven-lecture series on the life of Swami Vivekananda, audio-visual show, held in the evening, 6:30 to 6:45 to 7:45, as satsang. and it is my monopoly so in the last one and a half years i must have given this set of lectures about 25 times and every time i speak about it the students of prashanti kutiram who attend it regularly come and tell me every time there is something new every time there is something different the reason is the following it is unfathomable the life of a person like swami vivekananda is unfathomable you can never say you have come to the to the full understanding of the whole lot that is the reason why i tell them don't make notes don't record what i say because next time i speak about it it will be different so much information right now i am reading i don't know for the umpteenth time the books written by mari ruiz park swami vivekananda in the west new discoveries thrilling romain rolland the famous french author who got the nobel prize in literature for his novel jean christophe based on the life of beethoven has written a biography of thakur and swami ji and in the introduction to the biography he makes this remark even after a lapse of his words are like music in my ear like the strident notes of a sonata of beethoven even after a lapse of so many years when i read his words a thrill like an electric shock runs through my body with what transports of joy would people have listened to the same words falling from the lips of the master this from a person who did not read swami vivekananda in the original he read in french translation he was a frenchman he had never seen swami vivekananda this is the kind of experience which i have gone through several times thanks to the association with the monks of the ramkrishna order and i must acknowledge here three very great names the late swami tapasyanaji maharaj of the chennai mart and the late swami ranganathanaji maharaj who taught me so much and currently the head of the bangalore mart swami harshananda and swami lokeshwarananda who showered upon me his parental affection ramkrishna mission institute of culture why should we study the life of a person like swami vivekananda the complete works of swami ji run into nine volumes of these nine volumes what is most relevant to the youth of the modern times is just one book lectures from colombo to almora especially the three lectures he gave in chennai the words before us my plan of campaign the future of india they are enough you read these three more than adequate but that is not the important point it is said of swami vivekananda that his life itself is a message to us last month my wife and i were in kolkata for a yoga conference 
we had three days free. Then we thought we will visit some of the places. We went to the Kneshwar, Belormat, and this time we went to Swamiji's ancestral house. When we went to Swamiji's ancestral house, which has been renovated, I simply closed my eyes and started imagining Narendra running up and down, running around the corridor, in the courtyard, running up and down the stairs. Then we saw the room used by his grandmother, the room used by his father, the room used by his mother, and all these things. And memories started coming, flooding back. What is the very, very first thing we can learn from the life of Swami Vivekananda? Concentration. Amazing! A young boy of that particular type, displaying concentration of an extremely high order, is unbelievable. Shruti Dhara, but it was in the genes. His mother had that capacity. His grandmother sometimes showed that capacity. There is a very simple uh, example I can give for this. At the age of five or six, he was admitted to school. Within one week, the mother and father were shocked to learn that he is speaking swear words, bad words. He picked up bad words from the school. The way quite a lot of our young people pick up these bad words, and sometimes it is a little difficult for us to walk in the corridors of the hostels listening to these kinds of words. Yes, it happens. It is a worldwide phenomenon. So the father said, no, you are not going to school again. And with a few children of that locality, he organized tuition at home for Narendra. A teacher was engaged to do the job. When children go for tuition, normally they take a paper, pencil, slate, or this, you know, chalk and all that, and sit obediently. Narayan was a very funny type of character. Sometimes he would lie down like this. Sometimes he would lie down like this. Go on staring at the teacher, not making any notes. The teacher was a poor man. He couldn't object to that because he was the son of the boss, the one who was paying his salary. One day he simply could not withstand it and said, Narayan, are you listening to me? Yes, Moshai, I am listening to you. Are you able to understand anything I have been saying? Yes, Moshai, I am able to understand what you are saying. I have been speaking for the last 45 minutes. Did anything enter your head? Yes, Moshai, I heard all these things. Can you tell me the essence? He repeated the 45-minute talk, word by word, seven-year-old boy. And the teacher was so surprised, he called Vishwanath Dutta and said, your son is not an ordinary person. He is an extraordinary phenomenon. One day the world is going to hear about him. How did that young lad develop this capacity? It is a mystery. Of course, you can always explain it by the concept of the Purvajanma Samskara. But as I mentioned earlier, it was in the genes also. This capacity publicly he demonstrated three more times. One second time was in Goa. The third time was, if I remember right, in the United States. No, the third time was in uh, Germany, Kiel, in the house of Professor Paul Dyson. The fourth time was in Belurmat, to his own disciple Sharajan Chakrabarti, just one year before his Mahasamadhi. Many people used to ask him, Swamiji, how is it you have such an extraordinary recollection? He gave a very simple answer. And this simple answer is from yoga. He says, when 
through yogic practices you are able to arouse your kundalini so that it goes from mooladhara comes to vishuddhi chakra goes to ajna there is a special nadi in the murdhani which opens out which is called medha nadi you arouse the medha nadi you become a blotting paper absorb every blessed thing which you are able to see and this is possible through 12 years of akhanda brahmacharya not only that is that any tom dick and harry can practice it it is not a question only of me doing it anybody can do that provided he or she has the patience in the history of spirituality earlier there was another person who came up with the same kind of theory not mehranadi but he gave it a totally different name right mindfulness buddha buddha ashtangika marga contains this element of right mindfulness there is a cryptic story about buddha which swami ji was very fond of a man went to buddha and asked him tathagata will i get nirvana tathagata asked him do you know how to eat oh yes i know how to eat i eat a lot buddha said no 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 i didn't ask you how much you ate i am asking you what do you do while eating other than eating oh buddha i have to talk to so many people i have to think so many thoughts then buddha said nirvana is not for you why when you are eating if your mind is not on eating obviously when you are meditating your mind is not on meditation then where is the question of nirvana what a wonderful story this is mindfulness have you heard of vipassana vipassana camps in vipassana camps they teach you silence only when there is silence external silence is it possible for you to see your mind control the mind and develop this capacity of right mindfulness this we teach to our people in a very simple manner when you are washing a plate you don't do that here but in prashanti kutiram you have to wash the plate have your food and come back and rewash the plate and keep it don't think of anything else other than washing the plate i must do an excellent job of washing the plate while i am eating i must concentrate on eating what it is i am eating so this is buddha's admonition to us that if you are able to concentrate on what you are doing then when you are studying you are concentrating on studying possible try it out just try it out possible before coming here one hour ago i was watching tv in the main guest house there was a program i think i don't know headlines today or cnn or whatever it is do you know 77 students of management from nadanathalam pune from pune have gone into guinness book of world records yesterday you know what they did 77 young men and women students of management sat in a hall a professor started slowly reading 250 words single words over a span of 2 hours all of them sat silent with closed eyes at the end of 2 hours they removed they opened their pad started writing these 250 names in the same order all the 77 did it just now one hour ago i saw that 
and what is the capacity they have learned concentration and i saw the picture of one girl sitting like this listen another person bent head like this sitting and listening it is possible earlier it has been done by one person you know shatavadhani must have heard of shatavadhani ganesh in bangalore he comes to the audience there are 100 questions given to him one after the other goes on listening he answers the same 100 questions in the same order after all the questions have been posed shata avadhani he was earlier ashtavadhani now he is shatavadhani so one thing we can learn from the life of swami vivekananda is that memory <clears throat> that and how did these 77 students do that beautiful they said they started linking the words one after the other by a story they fictionalized the whole lot and all they had to do was to remember the story one by one the words came linkage so there are several ways in which it can be done now just imagine to yourself if you develop that kind of concentration and capacity do you think you will bother about your examinations and test huh recall capacity this is one thing which struck me in swami vivekananda the second aspect of swami vivekananda which struck me was his extraordinary uncompromising attitude towards reality towards truth not telling a lie it happened in the school in the school he gave an answer there are two incidents i'll refer to only one incident he gave an answer to a question which was considered wrong by the teacher narain went on insisting i am right i am right i am right the teacher became so angry he came and twisted his ear narain was hurt he came home crying all the time and told his mother ma this is what happened in the school i gave the right answer the teacher punished me like this then the mother said forget about it don't bother about it are you sure you gave the right answer be happy with that and what happened the next day when he went to school the teacher apologized to him narain i am sorry you did give the correct answer uncompromising he was not scared of the teacher the answer is right it has got to be right he became an agnostic at this age if you young people do not start asking yourself if there is something like god there is something wrong with you you have all been exposed to science you are being exposed to technology day in and day out the question or the doubt should arise in your mind it arose in my mind at the age of 16 or 17 i started disbelieving blessedly everything why you are emptying your head of all preconceived notions preparing the ground for information to flood it critical way of looking at it narain started reading western philosophy western logic he studied medicine all on his own because of his remarkable capacity to remember and a book had been received recently in kolkata by herbert spencer from london a very famous philosopher agnostic philosopher narendra did not agree with certain statements made by herbert spencer he was a 16 17 year old youth so he wrote a letter to herbert spencer objecting to some of the statements and trying to give his explanation herbert spencer was confused he mistook this letter to be coming from the professor of philosophy kolkata university and the reply was sent to narendra nath datta esquire 
professor of philosophy kolkata university kolkata after quite a good deal of running around here and there it came to narendra's hand when herbert spencer heard it was a 16 year old youth he said this man the world is going to hear about this person one day no fear at all about authority this is one of the most important characteristics of science you can never be a scientist unless and until you go for truth not for personality if you go for personalities it is dogma so and so says so it must be right so and so says so it must be right this was one of the qualities which attracted the attention of his guru towards narendra shri ramkrishna shri ramkrishna was uncompromising in his approach to truth and he saw the same quality in narendra also then narendra wanted to know if god exists he just didn't bother he would go around asking all kinds of great people sir does god exist does god exist how can anybody give an answer whether god exists or not you can give a long lecture it is not an answer a lecture is no answer he went to devendranath tagore the father of ravindranath tagore devendranath tagore was living in a boat house on the river hugli devendranath tagore said you have the eyes of a yogi which is not an answer only from shri ramkrishna paramahamsa he got the answer yes my dear child i see him god i see him more clearly than i see you but who wants god people shed bucketfuls of tears for family for wealth fame is there anybody who is prepared to shed even a single tear for god yes my dear boy i have seen god that is where narendra found the shelter but he did not accept his guru straight away no dogma went on testing his guru can you imagine this young lad 1920 telling on the face of his guru you are wrong you know there is a bird called chataka bird this chataka bird does not drink water wherever it is from it waits for the rainy season and when the star swati is in ascendant the rain comes and it drinks that water that is chataka bird narayan said hey you are wrong why i have seen the chataka bird drinking ditch water thakur got doubt he immediately went to ma kali ma narayan says this am i wrong if this is wrong am i wrong in everything else and one day narayan said thakur thakur come immediately i will show you chataka bird drinking ditch water thakur looked at this hey you rascal shala this is not chataka this is some other stupid bird babre i thought i was wrong no i am right <laughs> but with all that the love the affection the regard for his guru unbelievable i am the slave of the slave of sri ramakrishna it was this uncompromising attitude towards truth which made him that great personality and got him into trouble when he went to united states in the initial stages he was so full of enthusiasm that he simply could not stand even the slightest humbug as a matter of fact in the united states there is a case where a lady was in distress one of his own disciples swami ji did not even bother to help her out that lady said swami ji in the west this is not liked when a lady is having some problem a human man should help her this is called chivalry madam i know what chivalry is i don't want that kind of chivalry you are a human being 
you should be able to stand on your own legs uncompromising not only that he used to make drastic remarks in his speeches it is only when he met robert ingersoll that agnostic philosopher robert cautioned him swami ji you have this attitude of speaking whatever comes to your mind be careful in the united states our people are not used to that had you come 50 years ago and made the same comment you would have been lynched and hung by the nearest tree be very careful swami ji had to tone things down but no compromise he made a rule every person in belor mat should get up at 4 in the morning come what may not only that he used to take a bell early morning at 4 o'clock go around ringing everywhere come on get up get up get up why did he do that his guru was you used to do that guru was doing at 3 am or 2 am shishya did it at 4 am thakur used to wake up all his disciples and one day it so happened when somebody was sleeping shri ramakrishna or swami ji took a pail of water and threw water over there swami shivananda mahapurush maharaj was once very tired he couldn't get up at 4 o'clock in the morning punishment you have to go begging for your food so swami shivananda was asked to go beg for his food and he came back at 3 in the afternoon and right on the steps of belor mat he found swami ji sitting quiet mahapurush maharaj came and said swami ji what are you doing i am waiting for you mahapurush i am waiting for you did you have lunch yes i have brought some bhiksha give it to me i also want to eat why you have not had your lunch no i was waiting for you mahapurush maharaj says he made a rule the rule was broken so i had to pay for that but like a mother like a mother he waited for me to have food along with me tell me would you not be loyal to a person of that particular type a person who makes a rule becomes unpopular obviously <laughs> every time the iit makes new rule the director becomes unpopular i know i know what i am talking about <laughs> but on the other hand if the enforcement of the rule is fair and impartial would you not appreciate the same situation now you know the reason why people are so loyal to swami vivekananda about his speaking capacity there are lots and lots of reports about his speaking capacity his voice was like the bell of a church the bell which rings in a church his voice was like the ringing of a temple bell these were the kinds of descriptions which have been given but we have to be careful about one thing we are living in the 21st century <coughs> maharaj you must be aware of that uh, <coughs> sensation about the cassette of swami's voice yes i want to tell these uh, young people so that they don't fall into that trap swami ji gave a series of lectures in the parliament of religion the most famous is sisters and brothers of america a few years ago when swami tejomayananda was in the united states somebody gave him a cassette and said the original recording of swami ji's voice in the parliament of religion has been recovered this is the famous speech swami tejomayananda was bringing it of the chinmaya mission was bringing it from us to singapore in singapore he ran into mr parmeshwaran the president of the vivekananda kendra he gave this cassette to parmeshwaran he said you are the vivekananda right 
So do something about it. Parameshwaran came to Chennai. In Chennai, he met Dr. Nagendra, our vice chancellor. He gave it to Nagendra. Nagendra brought it to Bangalore and gave it to me. He said, why don't you make a study of that? I listened to that again and again and again. I couldn't precisely pinpoint what could be wrong, but I somehow felt that there must be something wrong about it. Then I took it to Swami Harshananda, made a copy, took it to Swami Harshananda. Swami Harshananda said, I'll get it checked. Then he asked me, what is your opinion? I said, Maharaj, if I can get the proceedings of the Parliament of Religions, I can check whether this is genuine or not. Believe it or not, he has a copy of the proceedings of the Parliament of Religions, the only copy in India, Xerox copy, and coolly handed over to me that precious document and said, keep it for a week with you in Prashanti Kutiram, study that. My heart uh, stopped beating because something happens to that. What will you do? Where, where do you get the copy from? So I took it to Prashanti, studied it for a week, came back and told him, Maharaj, I have my own doubts. Number one, in that cassette you find a lady announcing the talk by Swami Vivekananda. No ladies were to be found on this stage. Swamiji was introduced by the chairperson of the scientific committee and it was a male voice. That itself struck me as something wrong. One week later, I got a phone call from Swami Harshananda. I want to speak to you, come immediately. So I came to Bangalore, met him and said, Swami Smarananda rang up from uh, uh, Kolkata. He has got it thoroughly examined. It is a fake. It is a fraud. Tell Swami about this. And Harshananda said, Swami has already come and told me it is a fake. He wanted me to communicate that to you. Why? Imagine if people had swallowed it, hook, line and sinker, the fellow who perpetrated the fraud would have become a billionaire by now. People would have bought this right and left. We don't know precisely what the kind of what voice Swami Vivekananda had. But there was something about the way he used to speak which has to be cultivated by orators. Oratory is the art of communication of information so that it goes straight to the heart or straight to the head. You should not be able to think about it. You should not waste time going on thinking about it. What does it mean? What does it mean? That capacity he had. How did he develop that particular capacity? Again displayed in the school days, in the college days. In other words, the formative years of the life of Swami Vivekananda as a teenager were the years during which his entire character had been fully established. If you really want to appreciate the greatness of Swami Vivekananda, you must pay attention, focus your attention on the early years. He was studying in a school, the principal or a teacher retired. On the day of retirement, there was a farewell function. The students, out of great enthusiasm, contacted Sir Surendranath Banerjee, the greatest orator in English at that time, next only to Keshe Chandra Sen. He was invited to preside. Now there was the principal sitting there, Surendranath Banerjee was there, the teacher was sitting there. There was a request by the principal that one of the students should speak on behalf of the student community. Who will open his mouth in front of Surendranath Banerjee, the greatest orator in Bengal, next only to Keshe Chandra Sen? So the voice caught hold of Narain. Hey, Narain, you have to give a talk. So Narain spoke for about 20 minutes about his teacher. At the end of that, 
Surendranath Banerjee spoke for about half an hour to 45 minutes. 50% of the time he spoke on the retiring teacher, 50% of the time on Narendra. And said, my dear boy, one day the world is going to hear about you. You have that Saraswati on your tongue. I am always, every time I read about the parliament of religion, the incident which happened, and every time I speak about it, the next series of talks on Swami Vivekananda and Prashanti Kutiram is starting this Saturday. As soon as I go back to Bangalore, I have to go to Prashanti. Saturday evening, 35 students are waiting for me. I have to start it out. But on that particular, at that time, when I speak about the parliament of religion, it suddenly occurs to me, what was that people saw on the stage that day? Why should five simple words, sisters and brothers, of America make the audience stand up and cheer. You know what happened to Swamiji at that time when the audience cheered? He thought they don't like me, they want me to go away. <laughs> Suppose you invite me to come and give a talk, I stand here and say, Revered Pankaj Maharaj, sisters and brothers, all of you start cheering. What is the impression I will have? Aha, they say, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Golden word, enough. <laughs> Swamiji thought that way, he wanted to go away. Only when the noise subsided, he spoke for two and a half minutes. What was that people saw? Only one lady has expressed in unambiguous terms, Roxy Blodgett of Los Angeles. She said, I heard people muttering, Jesus, Jesus, God, God. How many people had this kind of experience? that divinity. For example, two instances. One lady attended a lecture of Swamiji in New York. After the lecture, she came and told the organizers, I am never ever going to listen to this man again in my life. You know, the typical American uh, exaggeration. I am never, never again listen to this person. Why, madam, did he say anything offensive? No, he was so perfect. I don't want to spoil it. This is one experience. Another experience was a lady who went on listening to him in a concentrated way and collapsed. She said, I simply could not withstand the power of the argument. Another incident which happened in San Francisco. Swamiji used to give a series of lectures in Oakland. From San Francisco he went to Oakland. And a lady used to come and attend his lectures. And this lady went and told her husband, Tom, Tom, why don't you attend his lecture? No, I know all these Indian yogis. They are all frauds. They come and cheat you women, and you women go gaga over them. No, I am not interested. Finally, one day, the lady, you know, Brahmastra, trump card, Tom, please, for my sake. <laughs> when the wife says, for my sake, what can the husband do? <laughs> he said, okay. He went to the lecture, came back. Serious face. Did it? Did you say he was a good speaker? Yes, Tom. Didn't you like the lecture? No. He is God himself. The man who later became one of the cornerstones of the Vedanta Society of Northern California in San Francisco. Tom uh, something. I forget the other what kind of influence 
did he have on people? Why did people flock to him? I have talked to a very large number of people in the Ramakrishna order. Quite a good number of them. I don't know whether Pankaj Maharaj is an exception. Quite a good number of them say, we heard about Swamiji, we read about Swamiji, we were attracted, then we came to Sri Ramakrishna. How many people? Why? What is the reason? The reason is very simple. He lived an open, honest life. I always admire great people who lead an open, honest life. Their life must be an open book. Whether you consider that as a defect in their personality or not, it must be there, it must be exposed. The way he dealt with Margaret Noble, Sister Nivedita, you know how many times he made her cry? It was Josephine MacLeod who came to her rescue, who used to scold Swamiji. Swamiji, why do you trouble that poor girl? She has left her home in England and come to you to serve the people of India. No, yum yum, you don't understand. She has not yet become an Indian at heart. I am trying to make her become Indian at heart. And one day, Nivedita understood what Swamiji was aiming at. And then she said, now I understand what you are doing to me. But I had to struggle so much. Swamiji said, you think I didn't struggle? I struggled with my guru for four years before I accepted him. Don't accept anything in life on face value. Test it, test it, test it. My guru used to tell me, before you accept anything, test it. It is a moral lesson to all of us, especially you people. You are all students of science. No scientist can afford to believe in dogma. You will be thrown out by the scientific community. Testing, testing all the time. How do you test? The way a money changer tests a golden coin by biting it. Sri Ramakrishna. In those days, there used to be golden coins called sovereign. Sovereign. In Canada, it is called Lakshmikatu. Women used to wear it in the Mangala Sutra because it is an emergency money. I don't know how much it cost in actual rupees. Whenever people used to take it to a saraf, a money changer, the money changer had to give cash, thousands of rupees cash. So he had to be extremely careful. He would toss it, he would break it, the last test, bite it. And then he would say, okay, this is genuine. This is the lesson he learned from Sri Ramakrishna. This is a lesson he imparted to Nivedita. This is a lesson he has imparted to all of us. Judge everything in a critical manner. Accept it only when it is critical. The third point and the last point I would like to touch upon. The first one I talked about was concentration. The second one is this uncompromising attitude towards truth. And the third person is compassion. Compassion is one of the greatest qualities of Swami Vivekananda. May I be born again and again to serve my God, the poor. This attracted one of the editors of Vedanta Kesri, Swami Banesh Ananda, or before him, Swami Jagananda, that a special edition was bought on this, My God, the poor. How much of compassion he had for the countrymen. What is patriotism, according to Swami Vivekananda? We are all great patriots. Isn't it? This is 60th year of our independence. So on the 15th of August, 2007, we will all shout, Bharat Mata Ki Jai. 
भारत माता की जाय डर पेटिजम स्टॉप देर स्वामी जी एक्सॉर्टेशन इन चेन्नई इन वन ऑफ द चेन्नई एड्रेसेस ही मेक्स दिस कॉमेंट डू फील फॉर द पीपल ऑफ योर कंट्री डू वी फील फॉर द पीपल ऑफ आवर कंट्री वॉट हैपन्ड ए कपल ऑफ इयर्स गो सुनामी डिड वी फील फॉर दैट वी मे नॉट बी एबल टू एलिविएट द पेन्स ऑफ पीपल बट डिड वी स्पेंड एटलीस्ट सम टाइम सिटिंग एंड थिंकिंग अबाउट इट वॉट मिजरी पीपल वुड बी गोइंग थ्रू देन यू आर ए पेट्रियट यू आर ए पेट्रियट वेन यू आर एबल टू फील फॉर द होल लॉट सो मेनी इंसिडेंट्स हैपन अराउंड द कंट्री डू वी क्लोज अवर आईज फॉर ए फ्यू मिनट्स एंड गो ऑन प्रेइंग टू द डिवाइन प्लीज ब्रिंग दैम सकर प्लीज ब्रिंग दैम सम काइंड ऑफ हेल्प एंड देन ट्राई टू डू वॉट एवर इट इज पॉसिबल बाई अस देन दैट इज पेट्रियोटिज्म and to iit students <laughs> he had a great message i consider that person a traitor who has been educated at the cost of the poor and abandons them and runs away <laughs> i go <call. laughs> without realizing it in my series of talks on swamiji's life i made that statement then i suddenly realized why god to which audience am i speaking the audience which starts off by the end of the third year vamsha krishna <laughs> starts at the end of the third year writing to american universities wonderful there is nothing wrong with that huh? you know why there is a balancing statement made by swami vivekananda this not many people quote i want our young men and women to go abroad to learn the way of life there and bring along with them progress for our country you people do that your disciples of swami vivekananda they are doing it now the iit system is doing it there is big powerful force in the united states and quite a lot of this thing is coming back to india that is the dream of swami vivekananda are you aware of another very interesting fact the indian institute of science in bangalore of which i am an alumnus i got my masters and doctorate from indian institute of science was the inspiration of swami vivekananda not many people are aware this happened when swami ji was going to uh, from yokohama to vancouver jamshedji nasarwanji tata was on the ship every day they used to take a walk from an art and one day tata said swami ji when i go back to india i want to establish a vedic school swami ji said there are enough vedic schools in india what we want is a school or research school in science and technology and 1898 tata wrote him a letter from bombay to belur math swami ji my plans are all ready i would appreciate if you take over the responsibility to start this science institute in india swami ji said no my health is not all right and i have other activities like the ramkrishna temple belur math campus and all those things but i wish you all the best swami ji's mahasamadhi was in 1902 jamshedji nasarwanji tata passed away in 1904 but his dream was realized in 1909 thanks to sir william ramsey who sent his student morris foster to establish the indian institute of science in bangalore so when the previous director of iisc came to prashant kutiram govardhan mehta he was telling me 
there was always the possibility that Swami Vivekananda would have become the first director of the Indian Institute of Science. But he is too big a personality for this. Not only that, when he was in California, in Los Angeles, he went to a place called Pasadena. Most of you must have heard of Pasadena. What is Pasadena famous for? Caltech. California Institute of Technology. The Nobel Prize factory. It is called the factory which turns out Nobel Prizes. At that time it was called Throop Institute of Technology. Swamiji went there, made notes of what is being taught there and sent the information to Kolkata and said, we must have institutions of this particular type in India. This was in the year 1900, more than a century ago. When did the dream come true? 1952. With the establishment of IIT Kharagpur. You read the parliamentary report on the establishment of IIT Kharagpur, the famous Sarkar Commission report, it says very clearly, these IITs have to become institutions like California Institute of Technology, Imperial College of Science and Technology and the Hochschule of the German system. Dream of Swami Vivekananda. Swami Vivekananda felt that India has enough of Vedanta to spare and to export. But what we require is science and technology. So if these institutions have come up, it is because of the grand dream of that extraordinary person. Swami Raghunathananda once told me that Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru remembered it all the time. This happened in 1948 after independence. Swami Raghunathananda was in Kashmir. Nehru had gone to Kashmir. He actually belonged to Kashmir. And they were in the same place in Srinagar. They went for a walk and then Swami Raghunathananda asked them, Panditji, in your autobiography, you hardly mention the name of Vivekananda here or there. Then Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru said, my autobiography went in all kinds of directions, but one thing I have to tell you, Swamiji, the works of Swami Vivekananda were the staple food on which we were all brought up. Nehru remembered it, and he realized the dream of Swami Vivekananda. How many people have owed their greatness to Swami Vivekananda? Mahatma Gandhi went to Belurmat. He was invited to give a talk by Swami Shivananda, Mahapurush Maharaj. And what does he say? Before I read the works of Swamiji, I was a patriot. After having read them, I am thousand times a patriot. So today, if you are celebrating the National Youth Day, you must resolve to re read those three lectures. My plan of campaign the future of India and the work before us, all the three given in Chennai in the year 1897, February 1897. You read that, you have an excellent blueprint for the progress of India. Can you realize it? Can you live your life according to that? Then you are true disciples of Swami Vivekananda. Then you join the Swami Vivekananda Sena. I want just hundred young men fired with enthusiasm, they can reform the whole country. So much was his optimism when he was speaking to Chennai. Why did he make these remarks in Chennai, not in other places? 
because before he went to parliament of religion he found parks of genius in chennai alasinga perumal gg narasimhaacharya dr manjunda rao and one of the most interesting persons kidi singaravelu madaliya an agnostic who tried to pull the legs of swami ji swami ji can you define god swami ji said you are a student of science can you define energy you can't define energy ah you know that not many students know that enthalpy you can't define entropy you cannot define you can give lectures about them but you can't pinpoint and design can you give a definition of force without mass no can you give a definition of mass without force no then what kind of science is that <laughs> a circular argument so swami ji ridiculed it and said you want me to define to you what god is come and join me i'll teach you what the whole lot is <laughs> and kidi joined him singar kidi you know kidi spark swami ji said singar will has that spark so he started calling him kidi and made a joke julius caesar when he ready which he i came i saw i conquered swami ji said kidi came kidi saw kidi was conquered <laughs> that's where he found that enormous enthusiasm that is the reason why he had lots of hopes on the youth of chennai that is why he gave those inspiring speeches in chennai so you are all in chennai i think i have spoken enough try to give you a glimpse into the personality of swami vivekananda which is the reason why i personally feel that we can't find a better role model who was the role model for swami vivekananda nachiketa of kathopesh swami ji used to have lot of respect for nachiketa and whenever he used to speak about nachiketa he would become highly emotional that kumara lower younger than a teen age going to the lord of death yama and telling him i don't want all the riches i want the answer to this question so that is the role model before us so what is the promise you have to make yourself don't make promises to others whatever promises you make to others you will never keep make promises to yourself number 1 these three lectures number 2 lectures from colombo to almoda number 3 the life of swami vivekananda and i want all of you especially those of you who are thinking of the united states to read those six books <coughs> swami vivekananda in the west new discoveries by mari louise burke highly inspiring i'll close by making one more remark this is my last remark 2005 almost 2 years ago we were in the united states some the yoga bharati institution invited me to give two talks on swami vivekananda in the west one first visit the second one second visit and this was in san jose california and in california in san jose i gave those two lectures the first one was about the parliament of religions the first part of his life second was his work in california and in the audience was one of your old students pradeep sinha pradeep sinha did his mechanical engineering from iit madras chennai he went to united states got a job got a green card his father is no more so he managed to get his mother a green card mother and son are living together in san jose and the two of them 
have traveled in the last three years extensively over the United States, seeing all the places associated with Swamiji. And he says that has been my inspiration. This is the way Swamiji used to inspire people, and this is the way Swamiji is inspiring people even today. So I am very grateful to you for your patient listening and for the opportunity given to me for uh, speaking on this particular evening. And I am very grateful to Pankaj Maharaj for having graced the occasion. Harihi Om Tassar Sri Ramakrishna If you are uh, not sleepy, <laughs> if you have any questions, you can ask. One problem I face whenever I go to other institutions to speak about Swami Vivekananda is, in the question-answer session, the first question which is asked is, Sir, how to join IIT, sir? <laughs> I said, I have left IIT, so I can't tell you how to join IIT. <laughs> <laughs> that makes absolutely no difference. Absolutely no difference to which department I belong. Because I am speaking about Swami Vivekananda. You can ask, to which department did Swami Vivekananda belong? But I can tell you one thing. All the talks I gave for seven semesters were given in the classroom adjacent to this. You know, as you enter the ICSR building, to your left you have a small room capacity about 80 to 100 or so. That is where seven semesters long, three and a half years, every Friday evening I used to give uh, my lecture. You want to talk? Yeah. So you The corporate world is not a good world for anybody for that matter. We are not realized it. The corporate world is not the world for any idealist. Don't join the corporate world. Why do you want to? Somehow, we have that herd instinct. Only when a young fellow gets into an IT professional job, which trains him how to tell lies, he is a successful person. Why do we have that value system? There are other alternatives? Are there no other alternatives? Shall I tell you the best alternative in India for all these things? Service sector. You are an electronics graduate, B.Tech, huh? start a service sector for the repair of television sets CD players, you know how much they charge? How much of money they can make? Why do you want to join the bandwagon? Our attitude is one of, you see, we do most of the things because of society. Isn't it? Shall I tell you one more interesting thing about Bangalore? I don't know, it must be true about Chennai also. The most difficult person to catch hold of is a plumber. <laughs> if you have leaky taps at home, you will know that. 
and plumbers in Malleshwaram in Bangalore have formed an association. They have opened a shop called Plumber's Choice. You have to fix an appointment with them. <laughs> you throw a stone, it falls as an IT professional in Bangalore. Huh? But you have to go in search of a plumber. Why? Why do we have this wrong perception of things? This is something I am just not able to understand. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> yoga. I am in a yoga institution. You know how many students are running their own yoga uh, hospitals and then yoga centers making money right and left? You will not believe it. And you know how much demand there is all over the world for yoga practitioners and yoga teachers now? South Korea. Our students are to be found in Japan, they are to be found in South Korea, they are in Hong Kong, they are in Singapore, and they are in the United States, and they are in Canada, they are in England, and they are in Germany. Great demand. This is the herd instinct. The herd instinct is something which we have to get over. Be original. Be completely original. If people had not been original, would you have had Apple computers? Start in the garage. Right? Start in the garage. Don't ever join a company which makes you tell lies to sell its products. Please, for heaven's sake, don't join the marketing department. Technical department is okay. Service department is okay. Not the marketing department. The number of lies you are told to tell. Our soap washes better than the other soap. They show a white shirt and a cream shirt. Fraud. The other is a cream shirt. This one is a white shirt. Our soap washes better than that soap. <laughs> now, I have a feeling that IIT students probably are much smarter than <laughs> these things. Okay? Right? Thank you. On the special occasion of National Youth Day, we shall take an oath. I request audience to repeat the oath as it is being read out here. Please repeat after me. O oh India, oh forget not that the lower classes, the, lower classes, the, ignorant, the ignorant, the poor, the, poor, the, illiterate, the illiterate, the cobbler, the, cobbler, the, sweeper, the sweeper, are thy flesh and blood, flesh and blood thy, brothers. thy brothers. Thou art brave one. Thou art brave one. Be, bold. Be bold. Take courage. Take courage. Be, proud Be proud of that. Thou art an Indian. And proudly, proclaim, and proudly proclaim, I am an Indian. Every Indian is my brother. Say, the ignorant Indian, the poor and destitute Indian, the Brahmin Indian, 
the Pariya Indian is my brother, thou too, clad with but a rag around thy loins, proudly proclaim at the top of thy voice, the Indian is my brother, the Indian is my life. India's gods and goddesses are my god. India's society is the cradle of my infancy. The pleasure garden of my youth. The sacred heaven. The Varanasi of my old age. Say brother, the soil of India is my highest heaven. The good of India is my good and repeat and pray day and night, O thou mother of universe, vouchsafe manliness unto me, O thou mother of strength, take away my weakness, take away my unmanliness and make me a man. As a token of our respect, uh, we shall present a small gift to Dr. N. N. Krishnan. Uh, now we shall have the vote of time. Good evening everybody. It was indeed a great evening. Today, I thank our Honorable Chief Guest, Dr. N.V.C. Swami, on behalf of Vivekananda Study Circle, for his enlightening speech. Today, the three points he taught us, we should remember again and again. The power of concentration, uncompromising attitude towards truth, and compassion towards poor. We express our gratitude towards Rewards Swami Atmasadaranji for his continuous support and guidance. I also thank Dean Students Office and ICI and SR staff. I also extend my thanks to the people who helped us to make this uh, three-day function a great success. Thank you. Now we also have a few announcements. Uh, anyone who is interested in joining the activities of the Vivekananda Study Circle can contact one of our volunteers. Uh, the weekly Sunday classes for the semester shall begin next week. And uh, please mail your suggestions and comments to vse.smail.iatm.ac.in. So with this we conclude our National Youth Day celebrations for 2007. Uh, wish you, we wish you all a very happy and prosperous new year. Thank you.
organic farming near Hosur. He is an uncle, your favorite. He is an uncle. <laughs> her name is also our uncle, actually. We call her an uncle. So he used to make a joke with her. I am an uncle, you are an uncle. <laughs> he and his wife, they did a great deal of some. He went up 